Hello and welcome to Call Bank Sports. Today, Dale and I are going to discuss how much we should actually be freaking out about Utah's just horrific slump um, as of late. And yeah, there's definitely Rudy Gobert being gone and Donovan Mitchell now having a concussion. But that still doesn't really excuse losing to the Houston Rockets and Detroit Pistons, um, entirely at least. So we're going to discuss if it's valid or if we really all should be pulling all of our hair out and just screaming at the television every time the Jazz take the court. Um, I, I honestly, Dale, had to um, not watch the Rockets and Pistons games games this week just just because of like the sheer terror I had of the Jazz losing those. And they um they came through. <laughs> they came through and lost to the Rockets for me to justify. It was my a founded fear. It was a founded fear, and dude, that was the game that Donovan Mitchell got concussed, right? Or or was oh shoot. <laughs> now it looks like we don't know what we're talking about. We we do on occasion. Um no, but not having Donovan Mitchell like at his I, I think Donovan was out for that whole game. He concussed himself against the Lakers, I'm pretty sure. So not having Donovan Mitchell makes it a bit more justifiable. And like this is the NBA. Everyone is a professional, so it just really bites when in back-to-back weeks you have losses to two of the league's worst team worst teams being the Detroit Pistons and Houston Rockets. And and not only the Pistons and the Rockets, but I think what almost stings a little bit worse is the Lakers loss. The Lakers yeah. were at like the height of their dysfunction. Um it's LeBron James, so you want to beat LeBron James and it's the Lakers, so Jazz fans definitely want to beat the Lakers. So that was a rough loss, especially since it was it almost hurt more cuz it was a close game, but I don't know. Like I'm I'm looking at like obviously these games are rough, players are out. I think there there's like both a pessimistic view of well the Jazz are broken even if players come back like how fast will it fix or will it fix itself? And there's an optimistic view where it's like obviously we've been missing key players and the Jazz kind of work with the system and when you take key players out of the system the system's not going to work. So yeah, and at least on the Lakers game like. It still is LeBron James, and it was, you know, a back-to-back, um, having to travel both nights. Like, at, at least it wasn't, you know, necessarily set up for the Jazz. It wasn't the Pistons. It wasn't the Pistons. That will be what we continually say. And the Jazz still struggled last night against the Pistons. And we do need to um, say that Hassan Whiteside is still out. So the Jazz are missing their backup center and... I mean, Hassan Whiteside has been really key in the Jazz's success this year to be able to come out and um, provide that length that Gobert provides. And he ne- isn't nearly as skilled as Gobert. But once he's back, things are going to start getting better. But I think these next four games are the games that we're really excited about, but also really concerned. And if Hassan Whiteside's back, will he even be in peak form? Um, Donovan Mitchell's probably not going to be back for Golden State. Maybe he is. I, I really hope he is. But... We don't know when he's coming back and the jazz players coming back from COVID. Are they even, um, you know, like feeling as good as they could be? Are they at a hundred percent? And this is a time I think we want the jazz to be at a hundred percent to get a better feel for like what the playoffs are going to look like when we play these elite teams. Yeah. And this stretch, like it's rough. That the jazz are coming into it this way. Uh, Cause not too long ago, we we looked ahead, saw this, and we're like, okay, we have the Rockets, the Pistons twice, the Lakers aren't looking too great. Hopefully, we can come in hot 
and and come out of this four game stretch where we're playing the Suns twice, the Warriors once, the Grizzlies once, who are the three teams ahead of the Jazz in the standings right now. Like at the time they weren't when we were looking ahead. Uh, but now the Jazz don't have momentum. Uh, they're they're still a little bit beaten up. So I don't know if I I don't know if I want to sound too hopeful about it. But this is a time where if the Jazz the this is probably the worst case scenario that they can come into these games with. If they can come yeah. through and and walk out of this with two three wins, then confidence for the whole team skyrockets. Confidence from the fans in the team skyrockets. And the Jazz are looking at, they'll probably be in the third spot, flirting with the second spot at that point, just after four games, where right now they're six games back from the Warriors. So I think there's a lot of opportunity here. We need to see that rather than walking in scared. Players see that, then this could be a huge stretch that is the defining moment in the season of this Jazz team could be a championship contender, or they could fall out in the first or second round. Um, and, and I think these four games, I don't want to like put too much weight on it if they go and lose the next four because they can definitely turn it around. Yeah. But this could be a turning point in the season that defines who this team is. And at this point, like I want to see wins here because it will make me feel better than the Jazz. Uh, but not better than the Jazz, better about the Jazz. I will never, <laughs> um, you know, not not that skill. I but... already feel better than the Jazz. <laughs> Fair enough. My semester has been bad, but it hasn't been as bad as... um. <laughs> the month of January has been for Utah. So, no, taking a look at it, like, it's capable. The, I mean, the Jazz have talented players. We've seen them put it together. They could go on a playoff run. Like, and the, I feel like no matter what seed you are in the West, it's going to be a gauntlet. Like, maybe the eighth seed is going to be an easy win. But I don't even know if that's the case. Like, the Lakers could still be the eighth seed. Like, what are our current standings um, in the NBA? I have those pulled up just for this, unless I, um, you know, don't. Okay, so with West, we have Phoenix, Golden State, Memphis, G- Utah, um, Dallas, Denver, L.A., um, Lakers, L.A. Clippers, Minnesota Timberwolves, and Portland Trailblazers. So, like, yeah, not super concerned about the T-Wolves and Trailblazers, but the Lakers are going to be a hard out, like, especially if they're able to get rid of Westbrook and get something better in return. Um, Don't know if that's going to happen, but, like, and the Clippers are going to get Kawhi back. Denver's going to get Jamal back. Dallas is looking a lot better than they were looking at the beginning of the year, and you don't want to play Luka. Like, the West is deep. I don't actually know how much seeding is going to matter, like, in the sense where it's like, you might it comes down to home court advantage pretty much that's what seeding is that's what seeding is but here's the thing i feel like path is going to matter more than seeding and so like since last year i think a lot of people would agree that the phoenix suns had the easiest path to the finals um and yes the two seeds and it showed in the finals and it showed <laughs> just, <laughs> just a bit i also think the bucks had the easiest path to the finals like I mean, it was hard to get through the nets, but at least you didn't have to play James Harden and, um, you know, didn't have and, to Kyrie Irving. And they got to play the Hawks in the Western Conference instead of got, Philly. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I don't know. Ben Simmons actually looked like he was just giving away, you know, dunks. <laughs> he was like, oh, you want to dunk? Oh, you want to? No, but um, so I feel like it honestly is just kind of going to be like, who gets 
best seed, the one seed is necessarily going to be the best seed. So if I could choose the one seed or the Jazz being on a hot streak going into the finals, I would choose the hot streak going into the uh, not, well going into the finals. Yes, that'd be no, great. Going too, into the yeah. playoffs, yeah, going into the playoffs, I would choose the hot streak, and I don't think I'm alone on that. Like the Jazz need to work things out. Maybe it involves finding a trade. I still haven't seen any good trade proposals that, you know, would actually be beneficial um, since I feel like Joe Ingles would be the most likely player to be traded. And I actually heard a really interesting take the other day. I think David Locke mentioned if you trade away Joe Ingles, who's 6'8 and one of our taller players, you need to get someone with some length in return. You can't go trade him away for a short player and then make the Jazz an even smaller team than they already are. So... I really am just want to see the Jazz come together and want to have more confidence in the team. And I don't necessarily think that it comes from winning games. Obviously, wins would help. But I just want to watch them play better as a unit. And hopefully, we're just seeing a lot of COVID issues right now that will be fixed here in the next month or so. That's a, All of that was a really good point. I think that, like, especially, uh, like, Fans who follow every single game, it can be really easy to freak out at a streak like this where the, the Jazz have lost several in a row uh, against teams that they should have beaten. And it's it's concerning there. But like you said, the West is tough. Uh, whether the Jazz are the second seed or the fifth seed, the fifth seed might actually be an easier route to the finals. And, that, and that's really the end goal. So as as fans... Like looking at the Jazz, let's like let's not freak out too much about the standings and how we're winning, especially where right now, like you don't need, you might not be playing teams at their best strength because of COVID and injuries. The Jazz aren't playing at the best strength for the same reasons. So instead of hyper focusing on standings, because like you said, they don't really matter. Let's look at things that how are the how is the team progressing, like. Is are yeah. the the key things that lead to victory and to momentum? We need those to be happening. And if if the Jazz lose a uh, double overtime because of a buzzer beater, but they shot forty percent from three, they shot forty eight percent from the field, and so everything else lined up like, oh well, that happens. But yeah. come playoff time, if they're if they're hitting all those like kind of milestones that we want to see, they're looking confident. They're looking. They're seeing improvement. Then. I think that that's a really good sign, which one thing that, that I hate seeing, and this is probably because I kind of grew up with basketball where the final score was 90 to 84 <laughs> and, and there were four turnovers in the game total. And it was like kind of slow paced, methodical basketball. I've hated seeing the Jazz turn the ball over less. And actually, as you see, as the season progresses, that's turn one the ball over that, less. You, you I mean, hated yeah, seeing the Jazz. I've, I've hated seeing that, oh, but like, no. uh, you know what I, I mean? I but like, yeah, yeah. As the season progresses, their turnover percentage in October was 16%. Every month it's gotten lower. And in January, oh, really? which which has been our, a rough month for almost everything else, we're at 13%. They've dropped three percentage points. So that's one thing that's improving. Um, and so that that's a good thing to see. I know there have been a lot of well, things that have kind of fallen apart in January because of other reasons it makes you almost wonder though is the turnover percentage going down because the jazz are being less aggressive and so are they if losing you, less oper- D- does that make sense what i'm getting out there and yeah it's uh that's that could be a factor 
pace is right around average for the team. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's, it is one of their lower months. So that could be, they have less opportunities. They've, I think, I don't know how pace is calculated, whether that's possessions per game or I don't know, but um, like in December, they were a hundred right now. If you round, we're at 98. Um, true shooting hasn't dropped off. So like they're, they're hitting their shots as much, but like you said, maybe they're not getting as much possessions. Maybe they're not being as aggressive, but uh, I don't know. Like, and is aggressive a good thing? Is that something that is overrated? Because no, that's if, if you're Russell Westbrook, he's very aggressive and he gets some great plays. He also turns the ball over seven times. So No, like you love Russell Westbrook for his heart, but heart doesn't make you like an efficient basketball player, which is I don't know how LeBron James didn't see that. Like I, I'm still just floored that you had a chance that Buddy healed and you took Russell Westbrook, but. Well, whatever, whatever. But he kills like, a perfect player to play alongside LeBron James. Yeah, and no, but this isn't a Lakers podcast, and it will never <laughs> be a Lakers podcast, so we'll get off this train. I do think, and when people look at the Jazz's record and stuff this year, almost more concerning than losing to Detroit, you know, and losing to Houston, and losing games that the Jazz should win. It's the fact that they lost to Golden State. Um that they, wow, they had some, I, I forgot how good they were doing at the beginning of the year, that they've lost both times they've played Miami, that they've lost to Chicago, that they did beat um, Milwaukee, but it was a really, like, you know, down on the luck Milwaukee team. I don't even think, I can't even remember, Giannis might not have played that night. Like, the, the Jazz were playing a lot of Milwaukee bench players, not playing, you know, their championship um, starting rotation. So I do want to see the Jazz pick up some wins against the top teams. And they did pick up a win against Memphis, I believe, um, earlier. But they also picked up that close loss to Memphis. So, And, and with that, I don't want to sidetrack the conversation too much, but do you think Memphis is a legit top team? Or do you think Memphis is a team that uh, they're just – obviously they're outperforming their talent, which is a good thing. That's not a – this to memphis oh but i think they've just kind of gone on a hot streak i think they're a great team and they in a few years they may be a top team i don't know if they're i i think maybe they're in the dark horse contender yeah category and i think they just snuck into that recently so this is what i would say i would not say that memphis is outplaying their talent i would say they're outplaying their experience like since they have a lot of young talented players like frank jack not frank jackson um, Frank Jackson is the goat, by the way. He, he's the goat. <laughs> yes, I picked him up in fantasy for that short period of time, hoping he would help me out, and then he proceeded to um, not not do well. But that, <laughs> that's besides the point. Well, um, I I won't make this a podcast about my fantasy woes. Um, Jared Jackson Jr. is what I'm thinking about. There we go. Same last name. Like talented player, like John Morant. Um, I don't think he should be an all-star starter. He's going to be. I, I don't think he should, but still very talented player. Um, and I think they're going to continue to be successful. Like I do almost wonder if they're like the Hawks of last um, season where, and obviously that was a bit more of a playoff run, but where they're going to have a really good year, but they're still going to have to figure things out. And it's not going to be like a guaranteed good next season. Like it wouldn't surprise me if they're back in the play-in conversation next next year, even after having a good year this year, if that makes sense. So it'll be interesting. Um, that is the game I really think the Jazz should win. Um, like 
It's Friday. Um, it is an away game, you know, but you're going to have had a day off in between. Um, Donovan will hopefully be back by that point. Whiteside will hopefully be back by that point. Like, that's and, the game I want to see them win. And the Jazz want, know this team. They had a five-game series against them in the playoffs. Yeah, so. yes. And again, like, Memphis probably wants to win even more because of that. Like, that probably doesn't impact the Jazz wanting to win that series, win that um, matchup. But I'm sure Memphis wants to win that game. Like, they weren't thrilled. And, you know, you had the um, Jazz fans, at least one fan, get banned for life from the arena for saying some pretty awful things. Like, and I'm sure that... That was a lifetime ban that I was 100% behind. <laughs> Just don't yell at multimillionaires. <laughs> <laughs> Like how into like how full of yourself are you like why are you, just like why like I feel I mean I'll talk trash about them on this channel but even then like I'd love to meet Russell Westbrook like that would be such a cool experience last thing I'm gonna do is like I I just he, I, he's I don't still a I great don't. player he's just yeah not Michael Jordan he's not Michael no he's not but um besides that point I guess the Golden State game and Phoenix game this weekend are get well these upcoming games are going to be hard because not only are they both road games, you play golden state, you know, um, Sunday night, and then you fly to Phoenix and play them Monday night. Like it's going to be hard to win one of those games. Like Draymond green might not be in, but you're still going to have a good golden state team. Um, and I'm honestly really hoping the jazz win the home game against Phoenix and beat Memphis and I feel like that's kind of my expectation is I think they're going to lose these next two games and it's going to be rough. Um, but obviously without Donovan Mitchell, like that does make a bit of sense. I, so it's, I do think the I, jazz have, have a fighter's chance at the warriors game because yeah. Steph is on a cold streak. Clay's still trying to get his footing. Uh, Draymond's out, right? I believe and, so. Yeah, I mean, and he's he's, still, he's yeah. like the captain of the of the defense, which that's why the Warriors have been so good this year. And yeah. so with with some of their biggest offensive pieces not really being at their best right now, their captain of the defense is out. I think obviously the Jazz are shorthanded as well, but I think the Jazz could come in and kind of have an upset win, which I think it would be with how the Jazz have been playing recently. Yeah, I I, I think the Suns games are the two toughest in the next four matchup wise but like you said that home game with the Suns Donovan Mitchell's back Whiteside's back we could yeah uh, we, we could win that one well and the Warriors have played 11 games since they beat the Jazz and they're five and six in those 11 games um one of those five wins coming on a Curry game winner against the Rockets which I guess that makes me feel a tiny bit better about the Rockets. They almost beat the Warriors. So. At least the Warriors beat the Rockets. Fair enough. You know, <laughs> you got that game winner. But it, it is what it is. And I feel like as Jazz fans, we need to say last season was incredible. Take a step back. Um, we didn't really get into this a lot. But, like, I mean, if you were going to be watching teams over the offseason, who would you be watching? The Suns, the Bucks, and the Jazz. Like, I don't feel like that's really up for interpretation, like, or up for a lot of discussion. Like, people were going to watch the Jazz last year. Like, people needed to figure out how to stop what the Jazz were doing because that is where the league is going to go. And that's hurt the Jazz as teams have prepared for them. So it's it's going to be a learning curve for this team this year. And hopefully they're able to keep a decent seed and go into the playoffs and do better than they've done in years past. But 
um, I'm excited to see what happens. 100%. I I think I'm, I'm not terribly pessimistic about things. It's been frustrating to watch, but like we said, there's, there's a very understandable reason. It's not like they just decided to stop being good at basketball. So I think, I think we'll have a recovery. Um, I'm really excited for these next four games that they may be awful. The jazz lose 24 games by 24 games in a row, but I'm looking forward to seeing some spark that, that the jazz can build off of. Yep. And one last thing before we wrap up, um, you probably noticed that Dale and I did not put out a um, Detroit and Houston um, post game this week. Um, Time is something that Dale and I are increasingly running out of. And so we are (laughs) going to have to scale back on our post games um, to try to do the important and big games. So do expect um, post games for the upcoming four games. Like these are big games and hopefully big wins for the jazz, but we um, really appreciate you guys sticking it out with us. So please um, like, um, follow us wherever you're at and um, comment. We'd love to continue the discussion. So thanks so much and go jazz.